it was a blast. Steve had a, a sign over his door that said, have fun or you're fired. And, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love that. Welcome to SpongeBob Binge Pants, Nickelodeon's official podcast about all things SpongeBob. I'm Hector Navarro. And I'm Frankie Grande. We're so excited. We have an amazing guest today, somebody who's been a part of the SpongeBob world since literally the beginning and who worked with the greats, Stephen Hillenberg, Tom Kenny, there from the beginning. We're talking today to Mr. Kenny Pittenger. He is an incredibly talented layout artist, background designer, storyboard artist, wears too many hats. Since recording this interview, Kenny Pittenger has become one of the showrunners for The Patrick Star Show, which makes sense considering his years of experience and contributions to SpongeBob and, of course, storyboarding The Patrick Star Show pilot and designing its layouts. Way to go, Kenny. It's an amazing interview. We hope that you guys enjoy it. Kenny is the absolute best. And there we go. What would you say has been sort of your main job, your main contribution when people find out that you work on SpongeBob? Like, how do you explain it to them in terms of what you have mostly done across the shows, <laughs> films, everything? Yeah, well, mostly it's it's the background design. Uh, I was there. I started on the pilot, which was an incredible piece of luck to end up there because wow. I was just this green dummy who didn't know what he was doing. And I guess when I explain it to people, it's like, I, I helped design Bikini Bottom, like wow. SpongeBob's house, the Krusty Krab, <laughs> and Chum Bucket, all those places I've, I've put my stamp on. So That's amazing. For years, I've been dreaming of this moment. I'm going to go in there, march straight to the manager, look him straight in the eye, lay it on the line, and I can't do this! <laughs> Take us back to when you walked into that room with the SpongeBob team. Yeah, well, I remember getting the copy of the rough board, and I remember looking through it. I was on the couch in my little apartment in Burbank. Some storyboards are rougher than others. This was great, but looking back on it, like I'm thinking, oh, these these drawings aren't very polished. <laughs> Obviously, I liked it, and and I had a good time on it. But my first impression was, oh, this is, this is okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Well, listen, you came and you cleaned it up. Yeah. That's for sure. That's totally <laughs> fair. I mean, I think that that's in line with the stories that we've heard from folks like yourself that have kind of been there from the beginning and even all the way up to like the executives at Nickelodeon at the time level. Nobody knew what y'all had on your hands. That's that's the no part one. of the story that I do love. Can you describe what everybody else was kind of feeling working on that pilot and then when the show got picked up to series? Yeah, well, yeah, in, in that that little room, on Laurel Canyon, where we did the pilot, it was uh, me, Steve Hillenberg, and Eric Weiss, and uh, we were all in there. And you know, I as I was there for those those eight days, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of got to know them, and I uh, the excitement was infectious. You know, it's like we're look what I'm doing. Eric would like show me what he was doing. I'm I think it would be cool to add a flash of white here when Squidward hits the mast or whatever. So I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> but but Mr. Krabs, Three cheers for SpongeBob. Hip, hip. All right, Mr. Krabs. Hip, hip. All right, hip, hip. all right, Mr. Krabs. I'll be in my quarters. Count it out the boot. Art director Nick Jennings would come down from time to time, and and we'd talk about what I was doing. Because when I started drawing the SpongeBob designs, I was didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I start drawing the Krusty Krab interior, and I'm I'm drawing like I'm rendering the background, which means I'm adding like shadows and light and stuff. And they're like, oh, we don't quite need that we can more just need like this wobbly line and 
And so we kind of refined it quickly and, and I got, I, I got up to speed, but uh, it was fun, but over too soon. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. get to meet some nice people. Um, but when it went into production a year later, I left Catdog. It was kind of, kind of starting to wind down anyway. And, and SpongeBob was crewing up. And so um, went upstairs and it was a blast. Steve had a, a sign over his door that said, have fun or you're fired. And <laughs> oh, I love that. That was actually my idea. I, you know, anyway. um, <laughs> Any uh, other things that were your idea and that you're particularly proud of? Yeah. SpongeBob, in the world of SpongeBob? SpongeBob's unicycle. Oh, nice. I suggested that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. And we love that. I'm ready, 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 Well, pal, I won't be needing you anymore. Yeah, which was cool because I was, you know, just designing backgrounds, but to, to have a hand in like what the characters are doing and, and write on that was that was cool. I'm proud of that. Um, That's awesome. When did you realize, oh, my goodness, yeah. this is a massive success that I am now working on? You know, it was a little gradual. I mean, it mm-hmm. was quick gradual, but it was it, was, it wasn't like pow, you know, superstars. It was, right. It was like. We were like nearing the end of production on season one and waiting to see if we got a pickup and heard we we're going to be put up against uh, Pokemon, which was super popular. Ooh, big hit. At yeah. the big time. hit. Yeah. We're like, yep. yeah. So I thought, oh, they're, they're just trying to bury us. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but yeah, I mean, obviously it got traction. So it was, it was sometime, it must have been in 99-ish in that, yeah. that uh, it was just like, wow, this is, this is a phenomenon. And, yeah. and it just kept going kept climbing it's just it's i still don't understand it it's just (laughs) getting your head around like what it is in the world it's 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 crazy it's everywhere who am i to deserve such a great honor why i would be nothing without mrs pub give me a break Kenny, when you were working on the show and you guys were figuring out the style of the backgrounds, was there a particular mm-hmm. moment for you that was like, oh, aha, okay, I got it. This helps kind of unlock what Bikini Bottom is. Was there a specific thing or was it kind of a gradual design process? Well, as I mentioned earlier, Steve had a vision already in place. And thank goodness, because... You know, obviously I was green, but, uh, you know, he, he was able to communicate exactly what it was. It's nautical nonsense. So we've got mm-hmm. a lot of ship parts, mm. a lot of pipes and helms, steering wheel things. And and uh, the other side of it is the tiki influence, So which is apparent, like, if you look at the way the, the skies, the clouds are treated, those that flower design. It's And, and there's a lot I of bamboo that. and a lot of, uh, you know, thatching and stuff like that. So it was just kind of that nautical nonsense theme here so it was really it was really pretty immediate like oh i get i get what this is i can't play anymore jellyfish i gotta get home no you can't come home with me i do remember being kind of it was sort of an aha moment a minor one but it was like when steve told me what those houses in the distance were or you know what the main houses are they're just smokestacks from ships and i'm like oh wow (laughs) <laughs> that blows my mind. <laughs> I don't know why You're that's like, the thing, but but, but it works and it's genius. Yeah. yeah. My role as a background designer was I would take the storyboard, which is kind of like the bedrock of each episode. Mm-hmm. It's it's this like two, three hundred page comic basically that shows what the characters are doing, has all the dialogue, and I basically create a stage for the characters 
and I design it. So I, I only do the pencil work. So I, I just okay. do the actual design. It's just the black and white. And from me, then it, it moves on to the painters who make it beautiful. So like, do you ever look at the paintings and you're like, wow, yeah. I didn't even know it was going to look like that. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. They always make it better. When you see your early designs and your layout work and your backgrounds in like museums or archives, what do you think when you see that kind of stuff? It's really, it's, it's humbling and it's gratifying beyond measure just to, just to, to know I've had some impact and my work is out there. What's the weirdest maybe like SpongeBob product that you've looked at and then been like, I drew that. I drew the early version of that. That's so weird. What's the, what's the craziest <laughs> thing you've seen? This painting that Squidward did of himself... Yes. And I think it's the the box episode uh, where they're <laughs> yes, pretending. I love that episode <laughs> so the, much. It's the bold and brash. How about this one? I call it bold and brash. More like belongs in the trash. <laughs> that has a, a life of its own. I've seen it on like shirts and you can buy it on this and that. And it's all bootleg, I think. But <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of fun to see that. Like, I drew that. That's amazing. <laughs> that is... you know, has your role actually changed or evolved? Has technology has kind of taken us in a completely different direction animation wise? Yeah. yeah, great question. Because it really has changed since I started. Because when I started, we're drawing on paper. <laughs> uh, I think I actually have a paper. You're going to hold up an actual piece of paper. Okay, listeners. No it's way. Mo- it's mostly extinct, but Kenny here has an actual piece of paper. <laughs> so rarely used now. In da, da, his da, da, hand. Da, da, da. It's like a medieval yeah. scroll or something. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It, this, is, uh, this is from... Actually, it is a medieval episode. It's a SpongeBob <laughs> BG. Oh my... So this is a pan, so obviously it was... Wow. And normally I don't draw... You don't draw the characters all that often as a background designer, but sometimes if they're not moving, they'll they'll be painted in wow. the BG. What, BG oh, BG stands for yeah. background. <laughs> yeah. So okay. yeah, so we would draw this on paper. There's no uh, Command Z. You could not <laughs> right. Like, there was yeah. an eraser. Like oh, <laughs> there's no like resizing thing. Oh, I didn't get that quite right. So uh, wow. we switched to uh, digital designs in like 2005 six. Wow. It was like fourth season. We we kind of made the transition and it was pretty easy a lot of people that weren't into it like i i want paper forever and there are a lot of people that are still that Mm -hmm. way and drawing on paper is always Mm -hmm. better it just you you feel it storyboard artists in many ways are mini directors themselves because you guys are taking the characters now and you're performing with them what is it like to perform with the iconic characters that you have storyboarded oh it's a blast you're absolutely right about uh the storyboard artist is the first director because they're setting the scene. You know, this is the camera angle, whatever. Uh, but and the acting, especially on the on the projects I've been fortunate enough to work on, SpongeBob. Don't you two have any brains? Squidward, we don't need television. Not as long as we have our imagination. Uncle Grandpa, uh, <laughs> Billy Dilly. <laughs> if you've seen that looney tunes it's just yeah. it's so broad it's so squashed and stretch so yeah i i'll be drawing a storyboard and like a production manager walk into my office and i'm making like you know a kind of face because i you do act it out i i don't don't always look in the mirror i don't look in the mirror often i don't have a mirror in here in your entire history with spongebob do you have a single favorite gag or joke i have a favorite episode i could say okay. that great we'll take it's it sb129 the time travel oh. one. I may finally have found a place where I can be all alone. 
Top to bottom, I love that. I mean, there's there's so much love in it. I mean, I, yeah. Now I'm thinking there's the one with, where they're in the band, and Patrick comes in like stuck into the trombone. He's like, "Whoever's the owner of the white sedan, you'll have your lights on." Are there kids in your life that like you get to like tell them mm-hmm. what you do and watch their eyes just slowly get so large that that, that looks like they're gonna <laughs> pop out of their faces? <laughs> I, I mean, I have two boys. Uh, one's 15, one's 12, and. They've grown up with it, kind of. So it's like right. they don't they know mm-hmm. what I do, and obviously, and and what an impact the projects I've worked on have had. But, but they're you know they're actually they're great to bounce stuff off of. Like I'll show them a board oh, I'm doing, awesome. and they're like laughing or or like why don't, why don't you try that? And sometimes I'll I'll say oh yeah I'll try wow. that. So are they gonna <laughs> here's, here's do they a make you no. do they make you draw SpongeBob yeah. at parties? <laughs> <laughs> it's happened. It's happened. It's happened. Our, That's our, so fun. I would, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I'd always make appearances in their classrooms through the years. That's always the just go. That's, in. I would I would hate That's to be a parent fantastic. that has to f- uh, follow your presentation. That's a tough <laughs> career day right there. <sighs> what a wonderful day. The sun is out, the water is shimmering, scallops are chirping. So peaceful. Let's talk about the current and the future of the SpongeBob world. The Patrick Star Show world. is insane. It's I love insane. it. Yeah, who is it? Patron, it's Captain Doug Quasar. I'm locked out. I need you to open the ship's door. I'm sorry, Doug. I'm afraid I can't do that. And you storyboarded <laughs> mm-hmm. the pilot and the opening theme animation. What's it been like helping to kind of usher in this next generation of SpongeBob? It feels like going back to the beginning, yeah. kind of, you know, back well, in 97, like just spitballing ideas and brainstorming and just filling a page with like, this is what a chair could look like. This is what a chair could look like. This is, it's super fun. Patrick is like, who doesn't love Patrick? It's And there's so wonderful. many possibilities. And uh, I have to give credit to the writers because we worked from scripts, you know, for that. And so it's like, I can add my, my weirdo spice to it, but like, it's really worked out. It's super important to me and I know to everyone involved to put out a quality product because, mm-hmm. you know, for Steve... Yeah. Is what yeah. it comes down to. Like we, we gotta make this great, and and everyone just gives a hundred percent. You can feel it. You can see it. It's yeah. It's great. It's awesome. What, it's great. I mean, you you, yeah. you worked on SpongeBob. You worked on Camp Coral. You worked on Patrick. How do you swap between your brains working on those three shows? Yeah, design wise, SpongeBob so established nautical nonsense. Um, <laughs> Me and SpongeBob are friends again. Great. Go be friends somewhere else. For the Patrick show, it was like, okay, Patrick, we're kind of seeing the world through Patrick's eyes, and he's a little <laughs> little weird, and so... And yes. they're cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was, it was more like dial up mm-hmm. the weird a little bit for the Patrick show. And for Camp Coral, it's CG. So that's a shifting of gears for sure. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's similar to SpongeBob as far mm-hmm. as design. Like, we still got the same kind of elements, but... You have to think of them as an object in space Whoa. more when you're when mm. you're doing the designs because you really have to consider 3D space when you're gotcha. designing stuff. And do you still do the same thing with like you draw like as if you were pencil and paper and then it gets mm-hmm. rendered into CG? Like how is that mm-hmm. is that process different or is it the same? It's pretty much for the you. same. It's the same for me. Yeah. Luckily, there are people who know how to do that stuff because I don't. <laughs> is it a different sense of excitement to see your stuff come to life in CG as it is in 2D? 
it is it's different it's i think it's more in a way it takes me out of it a little bit because it's like you're really sitting back and just looking at how they did it and you're like wow how did they do that and that's so cool for someone like you to get to say i have had a similar experience frankie where i am i'm watching camp coral and because it is cg it tricks my brain Uh, into thinking like oh this is the you're seeing spongebob for the first time or thinking about how kids are watching spongebob today because i because this character in this world is such a part of our lives that anytime we see spongebob over the years in like a new medium, whether it's like a real life kitchen sponge or claymation or any kind of fun thing that yeah. you guys were doing, Kenny, to, to to bring some some interesting new animation style to the show. It always felt like, oh, I haven't seen SpongeBob like that. And now I've seen him as a Lego. Mm-hmm. I've seen him in CG. I've seen him, you know, in every possible way. Yeah, that, that CG <laughs> has that element of like, oh, this is the first time I'm seeing these characters in this way, which is really, really interesting. Did you see that boy? It's been quite an honor getting to talk to you today, I must say. Well, likewise, this has been a blast, and my whole career's been a blast, (laughs) and I I know you're going to be seeing some cool new things coming along down the pike. For real, though, from Frank and I, uh, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for talking to us today. Thanks for all your work, man. We grew up watching the shows. Uh, It's so great to this day. Just thanks, man. This has been awesome. Well, Hector, Frankie, it's been a blast. Thank you. Hector. Frankie. That was so great. (laughs) (laughs) I love talking to Kenny Pittenger. That was fantastic. My biggest takeaway was he is the exact perfect person to work in cartoons and especially SpongeBob. How lucky were we? I see why he's had the career that he's had because he was a delight. Absolutely. So huge thanks again to Kenny for sharing his time. We hope that you all enjoyed that amazing conversation. Let us know what your favorite part was. Uh, Let us know what other questions about Kenny's career or the production of SpongeBob you have so that we can ask it to our future and upcoming guests. We want to know. And be sure to follow wherever you're getting your podcast from so that you don't miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you guys so much.